Well, welcome back, y'all, to Sex and Couples Therapy with the Happy Ending Therapist. I'm Donna Harris-Richards, LICSW, and CST, that's Licensed Independent Clinical Social Worker and Certified Sex Therapist, working with couples and families for happiness. <laughs> and um, I'm here today with Vicki, my wonderful and energetic and youthful producer. How are you, Vicki? <laughs> I'm great. Youthful. 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 She's so youthful. So, um, yeah, so we're going to chit-chat a bit, but first I just want to say the mission of Sex and Couples Therapy is to help individuals, couples, and families embrace and integrate sex-positive thinking into daily life for optimal health, including sexual health and wellness. You know, to be human is to be sexual, and I think if you can talk about sex, you can sort of talk about anything. You know, we go for annual mammograms, gynecological exams, and prostate exams for physical sexual health. We owe ourselves checkups on the emotional and mental aspects of sexual health for optimal health and wellness. Doesn't that sound good? It does. <laughs> good. So how you doing? I'm good. I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just got hit with this wave of, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> oh, well, it's that time. You know, it's mid-afternoon. And yeah. they say, and this is what they say. I don't know what you think. But they say that 12 hours after the middle of your sleep cycle is pretty much when you get super tired and you crash. Interesting. Do you want to grab a snack? No, I'm all right. I have my water. <laughs> okay. Oh, me too. I'm going to take a sip. Good to stay hydrated in these dry winter environments. Mm. <laughs> we're drinking everybody <clears throat> only water i'm ready for the eggnog mm. the spiked stuff glass of red wine oh yeah you're a red wine drinker right i am a red wine drinker i just tried oh i just tried a great new bottle of red Ooh, what's took that? a picture of it for you oh please let me see it is this guy Sorry, oh, folks, oh, no, you can't no. see it, but back, back, back Donna it can. Back it up a little. Uh, can you see oh, that? Oh, oh. There Ita you go. Ooh, Italo, what is it? Cescon? C-E-S-C-O-N? C, Italo, Cescon, C-E-S-C-O-N. It's a Pinot Noir. Argentina. Dano oh. Del Vino. It's an Argentinian Pinot. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, nice. I just tried that one. It was delish. Well, let me share with yeah. you, my girlfriend. That, <laughs> have you ever had Catina, an Argentinian Malbec? No. Oh, I've had it before, <laughs> and I recently had it again. Write this down. C-A-T-E-N-A. Catina. C-A-T-E-N-A. Mm -hmm. It is an Argentinian Malbec, and it is delicious. Ooh. All those Argentinian wines are really good. But the Italian ones are great, too. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was chef's kiss, as they say. As the kids say. Mwah. <laughs> mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we... Uh, Recently did a podcast on getting sexy in the in the new year. So, you know, trying new interesting and delicious 
foods and drinks and beverages and coffees and wines and all that stuff is a nice way to just have more pleasure. Mm. So good for you. Che bono. <laughs> My girlfriend is leaving for Italy in two days. I'm so jealous. Oh, it'll be so exciting. Yeah. She's going for, for after Christmas? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah during and, and after and for a while um they they stay for for quite a while his fam his mom lives there in the oh what's the region well it's called santipolito and uh his mother lives it's kind of near bologna which is tuscany mm -hmm. and oh, i mean they're not near the water but i gotta tell you every time she sends me a photograph with those beautiful trees you know those gorgeous tall italian cypresses oh i melt <laughs> what are we talking about today well let's see we're talking about equity and fair play in the home as foundational to a happy family oh mm. so <laughs> yeah i mean if you want more sex high desired people help out around the house it is much more likely to happen um you know what I see in my practice is, you know, couples that don't have children, same-sex couples, heterosexual couples, trans and binary clients. Um, the hardest thing I think people ever do in their lives is raise young children. I mean, the hardest. You know, I, I've told the story before. I had a couple who were to, they were together. Um, 35 years maybe and they came for a brief period of time just to work out some stuff and um, they said you know our kids are way grown and now we have grandkids she said when I think back to when the kids were three I, I don't know how I, how I lived she said I don't know how I made it out alive she said it was the hardest thing we ever did and I see that daily in my practice it's so hard to raise little ones and then they become older ones and then they're adolescents and they're teenagers and you know there's all the hormones raging and so I just want people to know it's really hard what you're doing if you have kids um, and another thing that I think is helpful for people to hear is that everything takes at least three times longer than you think it will and I'd like to add to that three to ten times longer than you think it will <laughs> so for example I was thinking of this just now um, I got a lovely um, kind of inquiry about being on podcast business news for a five-minute interview today. Very exciting. How great. They Ooh. set it up for 10.49 a.m. I'm like, wow, 10.49, that's exact. So I'm sitting there waiting for the call to come in 10.49. Suddenly I see a voicemail. Hello, Miss Harris Richards. We're so sorry that we missed you. You'll have to call back to reschedule. I was like, oh, what's that about? So I call into the scheduler. They were very nice people. And the woman helped me and said, well, you probably have your spam blocker on. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. So she said, well, you can call your provider. And if you need help, you know, call us back. But so I, I proceeded to spend at least 30 more minutes figuring out how to <laughs> adjust the spam blocker. Right. So this thing that I thought was going to be 1049 for five minutes. Great. It ended up taking like an hour. <laughs> 
Okay, so <laughs> five times what, you know, five yeah. is 25. <laughs> you know, so again, everything takes three to 10 times longer than you think. It yeah. worked out. We rescheduled. I figured it out. I learned something, right? I mean, it's a learning curve, especially with t- technology. But anyway, I digress. I, I think just knowing those things that you're doing something very, very difficult if you're even just working and you don't have children and you're in COVID. I mean, this this is tough enough, but to, you know, pile kids on top of it and then you've got, you know, labor in the home stuff going on. So um, there's a lot of invisible work that goes on for folks who work and run the home, maybe in addition to working, right? Um, and so this creates a connection to, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? We've talked about Gottman and Schwartz and how they talk about... Um, uh, criticism and uh, uh, judgments and, and shame and blame and all the stuff that leads to resentment. And then finally, if resentment goes on long enough, there's an 81% chance of breakup or divorce. So we want to be able to catch it a, a lot earlier in the process, right? If there's criticism and defensiveness and stonewalling and the resentment, we want to make sure we don't get to that point of contempt where they're like ready to sort of split. Right. So I really love it when couples call me up and they're earlier on in their relationship. You know, this is good because they can start to develop better habits that will serve them. Right. Rather than going on years and years in in habits that aren't helpful. Um, So there is a new book out there by Eve Rodsky called Fair Play. Share the mental load, rebalance your relationship and transform your life. And I also Eve wrote another book called Find Your Unicorn Space about kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Really kind of serving yourself and, you know, having your best life and pursuing your passions and interests and all that stuff. So this new book, she actually writes about her own marriage and her experiences around, you know, talking to her friends and their marriages and then extensive interviews she did with other married and committed partners and what was going on in their households, right? So um, her book is great because it's it's wonderful for different sex partners, same sex partners, couples that don't have children, couples that have children. In all of these cases, it's about equity um, and how not to overburden one partner, right? And even, you know, happily she talks about, which I love because I've been talking about this for years, you know, children can share in the tasks. Let them be part of sort of the labor schema in your home, right? Um so Eve, Eve, she actually kind of makes a game of it, which is cool. I think it's, uh, she, she, de- she deals out like 100 cards. And let me see if I can find it. I'm going to rattle some papers here. Pardon me. Uh, underneath here, where is it? I printed out the list. Oh, yeah, here we go. I printed out the list of what she calls, sorry, everybody, hold on, the home suit. And I'm just going to tell you that it's like 22 pages. <laughs> the stuff of invisible work is 22 pages, people. <laughs> right? So, just to give you an example. What's involved in invisible work? Getting childcare helpers, cleaning, dishes, dry cleaning, garbage, groceries, home furnishings, home goods and supplies, home maintenance, home purchase, rental, mortgage, and insurance, hosting, laundry, lawn and plants. Hey, plant lady. Uh, <laughs> the mail. The meals, and then she even breaks that down into breakfast, lunch, dinner during the week, breakfast, lunch, dinner on the weekends, right? 
Memories and photos. Money manager. Storage, garbed, seasonal items. <laughs> Tidying up. Organizations and donations. That's just the the home in suit, the inside stuff. Then she goes to the out suit, right? Auto. Uh, birthday celebrations. Other kids. Vicky, tell me when to stop. Calendar keeping, <laughs> cash and bills, charity, community service, good deeds, civic engagement, cultural enrichment, electronics and IT, extracurricular non-sports. See, I'm already uh, like tripping over myself. Well, it's it's just crazy, <gasps> right? It's I'm, all it's 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 so much stuff. And when you said that, I, when you said hosting, it just like ooh, that just voice. Sorry, um, the. It's not as simple as hosting. There's so many things that go into having people over. Like what happens? Oh, so you have to clean the house. You have to figure out what you're going to serve. Are people going to bring things? Are you going to bring things? You have to figure it all out. Big mental load, right? The mental load is just, my goodness. First aid, safety, and emergency. (laughs) Packing and unpacking. Local, away. Travel. Points, miles, and coupons. Returns and store credits. I mean, these are just the titles. I'm not even reading the stuff that goes underneath each title. School breaks, summer. School breaks, non-summer. School forms. I'm not going to go on. Uh, No, I am. (laughs) Birth control. Clothes and accessories. Dental. Diapering and potty. I'm going on for a reason so that people can hear what is involved. I mean, for the folks who are listening, because, you know, they're driving to work or they're driving home and they're not dealing with this stuff, you need to hear it. Diapering and potty training, estate planning and life insurance, friendships and social media, kids, grooming and wardrobe, health insurance, homework, projects, school supplies, social plans. Are you, exa- are you more exhausted than you were before when you needed a nap? <laughs> Transportation, kids, travel, more travel. Maybe that's a repeat. Tutoring and coaching. No, it's not. Weekend plans, family. Okay, then there's the caregiving suit. Bathing and grooming, beauty and wardrobe, bedtime routine, medical and healthy living, morning routine, parents and in-laws, pets, school service. Your your eyes are half-closing. School transitions, (laughs) self-care, special needs and mental health for the kids, teacher communication. Then there's the magic suit. This I was not actually going to do this on the podcast today, but I really need to draw home the point about how weighty this is. Uh, The magic suit includes adult friendships, her, adult friendships, him or them or whomever, uh, each partner, you know, birthday celebrations for the kids, discipline and screen time, extended family, fun and playing. I just spent a whole session last night with a couple about screen time and video gaming during the week or on the weekend. What room? Who's where? You know, it's a lot. Fun and playing. Even that takes planning. Uh, I'm keeping going, and I know we're running out of time here, but right, that's a metaphor for life. Out of time. Gestures of love, kids, gifts, family, gifts, VIPs. Again, these are just the titles. Hard questions, hard conversations, holiday cards, holidays, informal education, magical beings. Magical beings, right? Like, Leprechauns. Is that like Santa? Leprechauns? Yes, exactly. Yep. Easter Bunny. Yeah, that, you got mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explaining all that, right? Marriage and romance, middle of the night comfort, partner coach, showing up and participating, spirituality, thank you notes, values and good deeds, watching. Then there's the wild suit. Hmm, Eve, what's the wild suit? Aging and ailing parents. Death. First year of infant's life. Glitch in the matrix. Daily disruptions. Home renovations. Job loss and money problems. Moving. I mean, can you believe this? New job. Pregnancy and baby's birth. Serious illness. Then she talks about the unicorn space. How? What makes you uniquely you and how do you share it with the world? Okay, I'm throwing that away. I mean... <laughs> That was so weighty that you could oh. hear it hit the ground. <laughs> you could hear. 
So listen, <laughs> for people who don't know what your partner's doing at home all day, there you go. Right? So, okay. So Eve talks about um, developing a new home system, delineating roles, creating clear expectations, creating accountability and responsibility. And she says, here's the thing I love the most. It's a win-win with the likelihood of more sex. <laughs> right? So she starts out, I, lo I love the personal part, right? We all love people's stories. So um, she says, I outlined for Seth how we were both positioned to win from engaging in a time and sanity-saving system for domestic life. Far fewer explosions and less nagging resentment and control. Less doubling up on efforts and things falling through the cracks, more confidence and trust in each other, more levity, and probably more sex too, honey. He was in. <laughs> so she invented the game of fair play. Um, so, you know, a lot of talk about this invisible work. Um, not sure how to say her name. Talane Medaner. Do you know who that is? Okay, she wrote a book. Oh, what was the book she wrote? It's a pretty popular book. Oh, I can't find it. But she has a life coach blog. Um, and she says, women tend to own the mental responsibility for house and children, even if they have a full-time job. This is the default setting of society, and most women naturally assume this role without thinking. Right. The work that's invisible. Right. And again, we just went through the whole list, so I don't have to say it again from arranging child care all the way to bedtime routine. You name it. I had a, a conversation another day uh, with a couple about hair, their daughter's hair. So he's African-American and she's white. And, you know, their daughter has daughters f four or five or something. And, you know, now it's like they're dealing with hair. And what this means culturally and spiritually and ethnically and pragmatically and you know, it, there's just so much in life, right? So um, fair play, this game or this book, and, and again, I've been talking with couples about how to have fair play for years, but I'm mentioning the book because it's a kind of easy way for couples to, to make this happen if they want to follow the game in the book. Um, it's described as a conversation deck that will help you and your partner create a collaborative and equitable partnership, one that gives you, both of you, more time and space to take care of yourselves, visit with family and friends, and focus on your individual individual interests. Now, listen, everybody, if you don't want to read the book, that's fine. Call me up. We'll do it in sessions, right? <laughs> we'll figure this out in visits. And and again, folks like myself, ASEC certified sex and couples therapists, are very pragmatic and very directive and help people come up with much more productive and constructive processes. Um, so, you know, Rodsky says... The, the author, all time is created equal. We only have 24 hours in a day. So energy spent working in service to the home is as valuable as any other kind of work. And I think that's the point I want to drive home here is, you know, when we, when we each in a partnership or everyone in a family values the home environment and making it nice and wonderful and contributing, everybody's just happier. I mean, do we like to do the dishes and vacuum? No. But if nobody does it, then how does it get done? Or if only one person does it, that, that person's just going to not feel happy. You know, they're going to feel taken advantage of, and that's not cool. So one quote from the book, and then I want to quote one of my clients uh, in the work that we do. Um, so a quote from the book is, my wife and I are both super competent at work, yet we were a mess at home. 
Now almost nothing falls through the cracks, and if it does, it's not a vol volcanic blow-up, right? And, and again, you know, what I see in my practice and how equity saves marriages, one of my clients said just this week, we're getting things done so much easier now because we know what each of us needs to do. There's so much less time spent arguing about who does what because we already have that down. Now we just want to discuss what to do about the in-laws. Right. So it's like all that stuff's already done and out of the way, the division of labor stuff. Check, check, check. Now let's go on to what's the next problem, right? My, my job is not to create problems, but to help people resolve the ones that are there and then we move on. Um, I talked about this in, in another podcast where we, we did the math, we counted the hours, right? She just wanted him to cook once a week and clean up after. <laughs> we did the math. Uh, 672 hours she was putting in in the home. He was putting in 84. And just by doing the math, he was like, whoa. You know, I didn't realize it was that big a discrepancy. Um, so we, that helped us move toward equity against. It's always a work in progress. It doesn't happen overnight, but it can change pretty quickly. Um, I think it's hard for people to come and say, look, I feel like this is unfair and I want something different. But once they do, you know, now their partner knows and, and you move forward. Um, you know, so every day in my practice, I see one partner or another wanting to address this division of labor, right? Or fair, fairer, a feeling of more fairness. Um, he usually often wants more sex, right? Or more intimacy. Um, <laughs> he wants her to become breathless over him. But she's just too busy being breathless over that list we talked about, right? Can you imagine? It's crazy. Um, so, you know, it's a cost to the marriage for both partners in the form of fatigue, resentment, isolation. Um, you know, in surveys, surveys, sorry, in surveys and in my office, it's clear the women are dissatisfied in their marriages because of inequity quite often. So, uh, you know, uh, Tulane Medaner, or Medener, excuse me, Tulane, if I'm saying this wrong. <clears throat> she wrote, one woman was thrilled to gain an extra eight hours a week when her husband took the sports card from the game and took the kids to and from athletic events and trainings. Now, not only does she have more time, but more kind of freed up mental space associated with that task, right? So it's, it's not only the task itself, like you were talking about, you know, hosting. It's not just hosting. It's all the stuff that all the thought that goes into it before you even get to that. So, anything it's just you so say? much. It's just so much. I'm just listening to you and I'm just thinking about all the stuff. <laughs> like genuinely, you're one foot in the bed, ready for that nap. I can see. No, it's just thinking about all of those different things that you don't even think of, and then. Mm adding something like education to it you know like you're you're a couple that you see that you know african-american dad white mom daughter with very ethnic hair that's a very real thing that on top of just having to take care of your kid's hair you now have to educate yourself on the correct way to take care of your hair look into the right products that work for it get into a groove with you and your it's just so much so much work that it's not just doing your kid's hair. There's like mm. six other steps that have to happen in order to do your kid's hair, you know? And just, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about all of that and it's exhausting. Well, you know, here's, here's an interesting stat. Women increase their workload by 21 hours a week when they have a child. 
Yeah. Right. So, you know, 21 divided by seven is three hours a day. You know, and then there's also the statistic that mothers are paid less than non-mothers, a greater pay gap than between men and women. And even between, um, so, so like, you know, we've talked about women are paid about what, 81 cents on the dollar. Mm-hmm. It's white, white women, women white of women. color, women of color, more like 54 cents on the dollar. I may be getting the numbers wrong, but that's, that's 60. the general idea. Right. And so for women who become mothers, there are these considerable costs, you know, because of sort of. You know, the emotional load, the physical load, the mental load, spiritual, intellectual, relational, financial, and then finally the cost of their career. Because quite frankly, if a boss knows you have children and you are not available as often, they may not think you're as valuable. And that's a big problem because, right, I mean, not only is there a cost in that way, but let's say you leave the workforce to work in the home, right, and then you come back into the workforce. You've lost all those years gee, what were you doing between, you know, 1996 and 2005, right? I I was raising young children. Okay, Uh, so, you know, moving on, they don't care. (laughs) They just care that you have experience and what they want to hire you for, right? So, um, you know, the U.S. uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, refers to health equity as... Quote, when everyone has the opportunity to be as healthy as possible, as such, now we're talking about equity here, right? Equity in the home. So um, equity, I talked about this in, in the podcast, uh, I think on being successful and savvy and sexy in the new year, right? We talked about what, what is equity compared to equality, right? And I talked about that tree, you know, the, if, if you've got, you know, equality is both people get their three foot ladder, right? But it's not equitable or fair if one person has to reach up way higher because the apples on that side of the tree are six feet up. Whereas on the other side of the tree, that person with the three foot ladder, they got apples at three feet. They're doing fine, right? So that that's equality. Both people have three foot ladders, but it's not equitable because they're not taking into account all those factors like the difference of three feet between the top of the ladder and the first apple. And that's what happens for partners who are working in the home um, it's not necessarily equitable because it's not pre-negotiated before people get married. They're not talking about what's going to happen when and if and when you work in the home. What's going to happen for you? You know, I might be making 200000 bucks out in my career, but not only are you not making that money, but if I'm not valuing what you're doing, at, as we talked about, about 218000 or more, how do you measure the value of the emotional uh, investment moms make, the mental investment, all of that, the time, my God. Um, if that's not being valued, where does that leave that person who's working in the home? I mean, maybe it's a dad who's, you know, sort of stay at home working, and we can look at it like that as well. That person working in the home is losing time in, in the career world, and so that's that affects them. So anyway, getting back to the CDC. They say when everyone has the opportunity to be as healthy as possible, right? That's equity. As such, equity is a process and equality is an outcome of that process. Or, as the Race Matters Institute describes, the route to achieving equity will not be accomplished through treating everyone equally. It will be achieved by treating everyone equitably or justly 
according to their circumstances. So the big message here for me in this is let's let folks who work in the home know how much we value what they do. So that means we have to all pitch in in our families. Tell them we appreciate it and pitch in because that also shows how much we appreciate it. You know, I heard somebody say, maybe it was in the book, you know, okay, there's 100 cards in the game, but even when men pick up 21 of those cards, not even 50, that feels huge. So even if you take on 21 or 20% of the equity of the of the labor in the home, just know that's enormous. Well, it's like the the concept of the daddy privilege. Have you heard about that? Tell me. So it's basically um, if a mom goes out with her girlfriends and they're like, well, who's watching the kids? And, you know, be like, oh, no, dad's watching them. And be like, oh, dad's babysitting. No, dad's watching his kids. He's not babysitting. It's not this mm. wild thing that needs all of this praise. It's He's doing his fair share of raising his children. Or, mm. mm-hmm. you know, when dad goes out to the, with the kids to the grocery store and the kids are having a complete meltdown it's not received the same as when the kids are with mom at the grocery store and they're having a complete meltdown it's why can't that mom control her child whereas with the dad it's oh you're doing such a great job i know it's so hard when kids have a meltdown you know i know you're doing a great job dad and, and it's like what it's just yeah yeah, yeah. well no, good point. And I, I tell you, I mean, I think I have just been lucky in my life. I've been around a lot of men. And even in my work, I see husbands showing up, men showing up. They really want to be participants. You know, they gladly stay home with the kids. Um, and it's funny because, you know, when women are saying, it's still it's still not enough, I'm still feeling a burden. And, and he says to her, well, then what do you want me to do, honey? How can I help? She goes, I don't even know. I'm so overwhelmed. Right. She can't even say what it is she needs. So that's kind of what's cool about Rotsky's book is that it really makes it very clear what what you are doing. Right. Because you can't even imagine that, you know, yourself. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. I, I mean, just this this idea of sort of um, being equitable in the home makes everybody happier. Um, you know, there's it came to mind as I was preparing preparing prepping i was prepping <laughs> today i was preparing for the podcast and uh, i was thinking about this mythical phenomenon that i i learned about in social work graduate school about the blame the mother syndrome do you know this vicky so your mom would know because she's a, a therapist my mom's a social worker <laughs> yeah 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 so uh it, you know it's sort of i wanted to touch on why it doesn't serve us you know and, and sort of the history of it. So Rodsky in her book, she doesn't call it blame the mother. She calls it she fault. To your point about why can't mom control her kid in the grocery store? It's a she fault, right? And I think whether it's blame the mother or she fault, um, there's a, a writer I found who, who said it really nicely. Her name is Sarah, Sarah Watts. And she wrote, historically, society has enthusiastically heaped blame on mothers for a variety of problems. In the 1940s, Austrian physician Leo Kanner hypothesized that the cause of autism spectrum disorder was a, quote, genuine lack of maternal warmth from so-called refrigerator mothers. Do you know about this? No, but I think I'm going to hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. So during the same period, Sigmund Freud and other psychologists blamed schizophrenia on maternal rejection and lack of attachment. I mean, look, right, so mother blaming is a historic problem. Mothers have been disproportionately blamed for everything from homosexuality 
this is what they say, caused by overly attentive mothers who feminize their sons. <laughs> this to, is awful. It's awful. To poverty and the pervasive myth of the welfare queen. I mean, this is just, it's, it's, it's a thing, and we still are experiencing the terrible sort of systemic um, injuries from it. So society has found it convenient. Really, the reason for this is, is society has found it convenient to put blame outside of ourselves for things that go wrong. Like, you know, we can't take responsibility and accountability. It must be her fault. It must be mom's fault. Um, you know, and, and therapists have, over time, uh, done clients a disservice in not challenging the notion. Like, you know, don't blame your mom. Let's talk. All right. So yeah, mom was part of it and she's in the picture and that that's a bummer. You had no control when you were young, but now you're grown up, right? So as a systemic therapist focusing on improving the system's functioning, right? Creating accountability and responsibility is key to helping couples and families because each member can pitch in, right? And this is just really good. So <laughs> the blame the mother thing is, is silly. The she fault thing is silly. It's just a way that society has come up with trying to make meaning of why things happen right um so here's what i want to say in the end if you value yourself your family your partner please work on creating an equitable system whether you do it through rotsky's book or you know you call me up and we do it together or you call up a you know, certified sex and couples relational therapist um it's work for the long term and it's worth the investment you know, we don't pre-negotiate these things before we get together. And when we don't plan for stuff or we don't intentionally carve out how we're going to think about things and do things, you know, we end up on the back end having to sort of clean up the mess, right? I mean, if you don't brush your teeth every day, you're going to end up with dental problems later. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this stuff doesn't come naturally. So don't blame yourselves. You know, I don't want people to say, oh, what's wrong with me? I didn't pre-negotiate or think about it. Nobody does, right? I mean, this is just not a thing that people really do and think about. That's okay. Um, you know, it takes effort and, and that's okay. That's life. So value is related to what is precious. You know, like the like valuing how it works in the home, the family system and the division of labor being fair and equitable, um, if everybody had a diamond, right, or diamonds were easy to get, they wouldn't cost as much, right? So um, thinking of creating equity in your relationship is the cost to maintaining and, and obtaining that which is precious is key. It just takes a little bit of work. That's all. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's worth the investment. Um, yeah. Maybe give some of this stuff to your partner in the new year. Um, for their birthday, for a holiday, say, look, I really want to jump on board and, and help you out more. How can I How can I help? Let's talk about it. If you don't know because you're so overwhelmed, hey, let's get the book. Hey, let's let's go to sex and couples therapy, you know, talk about being equitable and, and you know, invest for the future. So thanks for joining us, Vicki. Thank you for always having a really lovely conversation with me. Thanks for listening to all my quips. <laughs> <laughs> I love your quips. They're quippy. Mm. All right, folks. So again, you know, you can find us on um, uh, www.sexandcouplestherapy.com. That's my website. On Instagram at the Happy Ending Therapist. On Facebook at the Sex and Couples Therapist. Feel free to call the office at 508-990-9909. 
And please remember to make time for pleasure and play and passion. We'll, we'll catch you on the next go-around. See ya.